We're f***ing back, this Yeah! So, Jay, I actually have been meaning to talk to you about that. Um, we did do that Simply the Fest thing, and we left everything on censor, and that was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, about that. Uh, a lot of people complained about the cursing, so I think we're actually going to go back to censoring. Wait, wait, wait a sec. Did, did I did I just hear you f***ing censor what I just f***ing said? What the f***, dude? Yeah. Yeah, we we have to watch the language because it's uh it's getting to be too much and it's just taken away from the intelligence there, buddy. Yeah, our, produ our so, producing studio said that like we gotta cut it out. We're gonna lose so fighting. So I can't say No. I can't say No. I can't say Balsack. No, that's okay. What why really? That one's okay. That one's okay. Daffodil? I Pineapple. Pineapple's cool. Pineapple upside down cake. The last word, no. Yeah, I can't believe HR is good with ball sack. Is that a bad word? Upside down cake is a bad word? What the what the f this is I can't believe this these can't listen to my cussing that. So John, parlay? Parlay without him while he goes sees Linda in HR. Parlay? That's the one. Parlay! Parlay. Great day. Welcome to another episode of a brand new season of Parlay Radio, the podcast that gives you the objective take of the bands you love and love to hate. We are back. We had a lovely little break. Uh, we enjoyed some time off. Time with their families, time with ourselves, time with our animals, and uh, time with nature. We all indeed. Some of us we, are we animals. We frolicked a lot in fields of daisies and saying the same. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals! Nope, that's over with. Nope, no more of that. No, yeah, no. It's New Year, new me. Yes. New holiday. In that case, gentlemen, introductions all around. Jay Bain, and after all this time, I'm still into you. I'm John Coleman, and I'm just trying to decode what is going on with Jace's hair. I haven't gotten a haircut in a while. Sorry. It looks like crap. I'm Devin Hughes, and all we know is falling. John, don't be jealous because I'm the only parlay host with hair. You see my f***ing hairline. You know I can grow it out. <laughs> <laughs> we are back with, what is it, season three, technically? Because we... We just said 72. Simply the Fest was season two, and so yeah, this is season three, but it's our second year doing this. We're back, and we're bringing Sexy back with us. This is the first episode of 2024. Yeah. How about that, guys? That's nice. So you what did you do since our last uh, session here, Devin? What did I do? Uh, I celebrated... So it was like, what, October? Celebrated uh, the holidays with family, both parents' birthdays, celebrated Christmas with... My partner and her family and my family got a got a lot of Ninja Turtle stuff. Quite a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle nice. stuff. I have a new display case that's next to me that is complete with a mini foosball table on top of it. That is also Ninja Turtles. I enjoyed myself. Both of my uh, elderly cats got sick and are now on drugs. So, you know, you have to be very careful with that. Don't do drugs, kids, unless a doctor gives it to you. Unless that doctor's name is Dr. Feelgood. Because that's not a real doctor. Not a real doctor at all. That's Tommy Lee in disguise, and we do not trust him. Nor do we want to discuss his giant penis anymore. 
or his ability to captain both. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Jay, I notice you have a shiny new toy behind you. Why don't you tell the audience what you have? I do. I got a new guitar, and I'm excited because I've actually been playing for like the last month or two um, in between, you know, running the Iditarod with a bunch of chihuahuas as my pack dogs. It was kind of fun. You know, a little cold, but but no, the guitar is wonderful. I, uh, being a guitarist for as long as I've been, I've wanted a Schecter guitar for like 20 years, and I finally got one. I'm beyond stoked. John, what did you do for the Christmas well, sir, I went to Canada, went to Quebec City, enjoyed the, the holiday village, celebrated Christmas oh, yeah, with, yeah. The, with the family. Got a, I got a dad bluey cup, pretty excited about it, my water thing. I brought back this spicy ketchup trail mix from Canada. It's, it's amazing. Wait, did you bring us any ketchup chips? You don't need to go to Canada I'm not, for that. I can show you some spots. Yeah, they have them in the, they have them here. Oh, I, I, I know you can find them on here. It's not the same. It's not, no, no, it's not. not. The same. It's not I remember the same. when. Yeah. Oh, it's ahead. like, it's like getting Mexican cocoa yeah. right here. It's not actually Mexican it's cocoa. Just cane it's cane sugar cola. That's, yeah, that's it's, all it is. It's, it's, it's still different. made the same for the most part. I remember the routine you get here is not the same. You're going to get it back. It's very different. I remember whenever uh, Pepsi Twist came out, you know, Pepsi with a lemon. And I was in Canada whenever it was released. And it was amazing. And I drank it the whole time I was there. And then a month later, it came out in the States, and I was excited about it. And I had it, and I, I had chest pains. It was It was terrible. <laughs> It was the worst tasting thing. That was the diabetes. From I was all the just sugar. like, "Hey, uh, we're not going to tell you what the lemon extract is that we put in here, or what the actual product is, but we just want to let you know here with the Pepsi company that uh, we're going to kill you. That's uh, that's our end goal." <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I, I I have no question as to why it didn't last as long as it did. Do you have any? You guys remember Pepsi Blue? Yes. I uh, love Turpentine, that. Yes. I love to Pepsi Blue. <laughs> it was it was turpentine with uh, sugar. That's you, ever, you remember Pepsi cinnamon? Uh, briefly, I remember something along those lines. I don't think I ever tried it though. Really what? good. I love Pepsi cinnamon. Ew, that sounds terrible. Well, also, China <laughs> sells like blueberry Oreos, which I really want to try. Yeah, but they also sell children, so that doesn't count. Uh, just some parts. We should probably focus on our show. <laughs> yeah, we were doing Justin Timberlake, right? Well, you know, now that the Chinese government is going to be after me, we might be finding a new host before you too long. You act as if they already me. weren't. We have a we have the same type of episode that we've had for many, 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 many months, and many, many, many episodes. Why? Because the formula works really well, and we're pretty proud of it. So, allow me to introduce. The band that we're going to be covering for today. JT the Brick. Well, there's going to be bricks involved. Dang. Paramore is an American rock band from Franklin, Tennessee. John's leaving the room. I didn't agree to this. Yes, you did. 
Uh, <laughs> fancy new wireless headset. And once again, Paramore is an American rock band from Franklin, Tennessee, formed in 2004. The band currently consists of singer Haley Williams, guitarist Taylor York, and drummer Zach Farrow. Williams is the only member to appear on all six of the band's records. Through the past 20 years, Paramore has become one of the most popular acts to dominate both the pop and rock charts, albeit not without some hiccups along the way. We will get to that. Generally speaking, I was really excited about covering Paramore today because it pisses John off. I'm doing this under duress. He did have to text us and let us know. That is why he agreed to it. Is that he is only doing it under duress and he does not agree with this. I'm really excited about this because I've actually been listening to Paramore since the beginning. And uh, honestly, they're a good band. They're a good band. I don't have anything really bad to say about the music. I'm not really a big fan of the manufactured pop stuff that they've put out. But for the most part, if they cover a rock song, they do it really well. So I just have to say that. Jay, what's your take? No, I agree completely. You know, I, I think I got into them around 2006 or seven. I do remember when, you know, Riot came out and that was, you know, kind of a big, big uh, album for a little bit. It was great music, you know, really enjoyable. I still have a lot of their songs on my Spotify. One of the few bands were, you know, studying up for them before the show. I was listening to them all day and had very little problems with most of their songs. John, I know it's one of your favorite bands. Do you want to add any additional commentary onto it? Uh, there is a lot of controversial stuff involved with the band, but it's not actually the band per se. It's pretty much Haley Williams' dad in the We're studio. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. She, she, there's some things involved with her, but like, you know, like normal teenage hijinks, you know, but like young adult hijinks, but um, She's fine. John, the John, whole band's fine. You, you chose numbers. I you got the controversies numbers. for the reasons <laughs> that we do. All right, I chose numbers because I was not. I wanted to be a an unbiased reporter here. You know, I, I you know, chick to one. I couldn't be biased. I can't cheat the numbers. That's what do I look like, Fat Leonard? Do you know how biased I was during the? Do you know how biased I was during the Lint Biscuit episode? Sometimes we get just. A slight opportunity to be well. That's biased. that's, that's okay. your role in the show, Jay. You're the biased one. Look, what I do in the privacy of my own home, in my bed, is between me and whatever part. And the lube. Do, don't forget okay? about the lube. I don't. That's disgusting. Do you do you lotion at least? I. What? Why would I? Do? No. He has really dry elbows. That's all. Yeah, you, yeah you, you're really dry. Like that's why I say. Like, you do need to lotion your elbows. <laughs> <laughs> we don't live in like the northeast where you have to moisturize every day, but like, damn. Jay's just, Jay's just biased because he's tall. So he sees the world from a different perspective, and uh, the air is thinner up there, so clearly he doesn't have as much brain activity. So he's definitely like... He's really, oh, bias. He's so, he's so tall that he actually... Keep like, going, keep when going. Cody made the Man in the Moon album, he was talking about Jay's reflection on the moon. I thought he was so tall that seagulls decided to perch on top of him. Is that like a flock of seagulls reference? No, it's more like a statue reference of... Statue. Never heard of that band. Who's the who's the lead on that? Look, it makes finding me in concerts, you know, like when we were at the fest for four days, really easy. But it also kind of screws over anybody standing behind yeah. me in the middle yeah. of the show. Sorry to anybody who was behind me during the fest. So at least I you don't have long hair, you know, because <laughs> if you have the long hair and you're sitting down at a concert or something, your hair is going to go into somebody else's drink behind you. It's not nice. If you're tall, though, it's not 
low enough to really drop. I think he's talking like mega hippie here. We are so far off topic, and I got a tight turn later. So um, let's go ahead and get started with the numbers. John, you still have the same fucking duos box on your desk that you did last year. Last year. Those are stale, sir. I drive stale. back and forth to work, okay? You look and like the you have the, the table behind you looks like the center kitchen counter at a dorm party in college. It's just covered with cups and drinks. Jesus Christ, what the what f is going There's on not over there? a single there. cup over here. What the fuck? I just see bags. Bags of shit. These, <laughs> these, are, these are really looks, stale peanut butter pretzels that I just never got rid of. Because. That have been sitting there since. Well, you see, like, I open it wrong and then, like, the side. You know what's sad is that Jay and I have been to your house <laughs> and we know how clean you keep it. So it's like you let out all of the crap whenever you're at your home away from home and working. These are good. These are never open. So these are sold to the eat list. Just get started with the numbers. Damn. Well, okie dokie. Let's jump on in and uh, take a big deep breath when the world's okay. And then we got Paramork, right? And they're a good band. So let's go into the numbers. Paramore has released several, several albums. They have one, two, three, four, five, six albums, of which these six albums have sold a combined 7.3 million albums. That's just record sales. There's not that many in record sales, of which half of it is off of the right, the 2007 right album itself. But their big, their big accomplishment really is not in the album sales. It's really the streams. Once you hit Spotify, you click Spotify. Their number one song, Still Into You, is 703 million streams. And then you go to the YouTube channel there, Decode has 479 million views. It, it, and Still Into You has 242 million views. Like, Still Into You by itself, just between YouTube and Spotify, has over 1 billion views. And that's excluding Apple Music, Amazon Music, everything else, because I don't have the numbers for those ones because they don't like to share it. To the world because you know this proprietary information you have to buy it for and we, we don't have that kind of funding okay so with that alone they have over 3.2 million subscribers on pair on um, youtube and the average monthly is 20 million monthly listeners on spotify that seems low for a band that only has six albums it's pretty good how many does slipknot have they're at seven or nine now. i thought they're like 80 albums Nine, I think. If we're not counting live albums, it's what oh, seven studio yeah, albums. Paramore also had like a lot of like gaps in there. You know, there was that time period where Haley Williams went off and did her own thing as Haley Williams. But with that, yeah, but that wasn't that long of a time. There's also a relatively newer band too. Really, I mean, early two thousands. They've been together yeah, twenty years, isn't that long? Actually, twenty years. I mean, how long has Slipknot been together? Eighty years. The Beatles released like 10 albums in 10 years. You're talking years. about, they weren't even together for 10 years. They were only together for 10 they years. They were. Exactly. Together yeah. for 10 years, yeah. I feel like we're comparing Paramore to Beatles. That's a fair comparison. I hate you. <laughs> uh, but awards, so Paramore has been nominated for 73 individual awards, of which they won 28 of them. 
They have been nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six Grammys, and they won one Grammy, two of which will be coming out here in a couple months at the new upcoming Grammys off of their new album, uh, This Is Why. Uh, they got our five Kerrang Awards, which is really good. Uh, but our favorite one, the Radio Disney Music Award, they won it. The Radio Disney Music Award. It's like the second time they may be one of the with anybody that we have talked about, I think. They may be one of the few bands to have ever won a Kerrang Award and a yeah. Disney Music Award. <laughs> Those are two things that usually aren't in the same. No, sense. you're 100 right. Uh, they also got the Alternative Music Press Music Award that they won for Best Vocalist for Haley Williams. Like they're they got a very spread of awards between People's Choice, Radio Disney Music, Teen Choice, Kerrang, MTV, Alt press billboard and music grammys and american music awards it's it's very like they've really what is it how did you word it they spread their genres they have a lot of growth between their first album which was a bit more uh less rocky it was rock but not like punky style you know it was much more alternative rock with a lot of like this alternative rock it was Alt rock with like it some like uh some good like christian music ideals like kind of like yep. filtering in there you know so then like you go from that and then you go to like punk and then you go to back alt and then you're going to pop it's very yeah. interesting and then if you listen to Haley williams individual stuff it's very very outlandish i think that's fair that's a fair statement assessment but like just uh so you really got to look at it like it's, a lot of this is from one maybe one and a half albums worth of material because we don't really talk about some of their albums at all like day-to-day lives that's more of like i guess I, they, they can go to the lyrics i guess you know we can pass it over to jay with lyrics <laughs> that's a strange way to transition go like i don't have anything else to say so this is the end of my segment jay take it from here <laughs> I'm saying words. Jay, take I'm over just, now. I'm just done. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to go clean up my... I'm going to go eat this, this, this ketchup trail mix crap. Spicy. Spicy China. ketchup. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to go eat four-year-old Cheez-Its. I will. The, the Cheez-Its duo All has right. been on the desk because we're actually doing a study to see what type of mold grows and what type of organisms come from it. Does the mold add any flavor it does. to it, John? John, John is a very organic person. He's actually growing his own penicillin. <laughs> Inside of himself. I'm a real homesteader. <laughs> Off grid. Jay, what do you have for lyrics? Big Farmer's got nothing on me. Why did we decide to come? I, I missed this. Are you right, kidding so me? <laughs> The people voted us I, I missed the nonsense from the Navy man. <laughs> we ran on a post, Jay. That's what happened. Hey, actually, I'll get to that later. But go ahead, Jay. It, it was so peaceful without you around, John. <laughs> so for lyrics, I actually have three songs today. Uh, first, we're going to cover is Misery Business. That was the lead single from the second studio album, Riot, out of 2007 peaked at number 26 on Billboard Top 100, has currently 734 million Spotify streams and over 275 million YouTube video views. The song itself is about a mean girl who rules her school and terrorizes her classmates. The girl is described in the song um, 
it fits the description of a shallow popular girl who is skinny with lyrics like a body like an hourglass and she's supposed to be very popular lead singer Haley williams sings about how being popular doesn't make you great and how it isn't really new in the lyrics there are a million other girls that do it just like you in 2007 on the band's blog williams claimed the song was written about a past experience involving a male friend who she felt was being manipulated by a girl and later on when williams and her friend began to date she penned the lyrics to quote finally explain my side of the story and feel freed of it all uh, Williams published a blog on Tumblr in 2015. Jesus, that is Tumblr. Wow. So I miss Tumblr. Rest in peace. It wasn't even popular at that time, really. It was kind of on the decline. I know, right? Uh, but in response to unspecified criticism of the song, uh, she basically said she no longer relates to the words as a result of her feminist belief. Quote, I read a couple of comments today about how I can't be feminist or whatever, or I'm not a, quote, good feminist. To speak specifically to one of these comments, I'll say this. Misery Business is not a set of lyrics that I relate to as a 26-year-old woman. I haven't related to it in a very long time. Those words were written when I was 17, admittedly from a very narrow-minded perspective. It wasn't really meant to be this big philosophical statement or anything. It was quite literally a page in my diary about a singular moment I experienced as a high schooler. Now, in May of 2020, she finally revealed that the song was actually about bandmate Josh Farrow. She told Vulture in an interview, when I was 13 or 14, I had a crush on Josh. He didn't like me back. He would go hang out with his girlfriend who I wrote misery business about because I was a dick, end quote. Yeah, yeah, I agree for other reasons, but I agree. <laughs> Hey, you know, anytime anybody can admit that they're a dick, I got ultimate respect for them. Because I myself, amazingly enough, am a dick. I don't know if you guys realize that. I've only realized it for 28 years. <laughs> I only realized it because you said so. Oh, much to teach you, young Padawan. Much to teach you. So just a quick little blurb about the video. Um, so first off, I rewatched the video today for the first time in probably about 10 years. And... I didn't realize that Paramore was fronted by David Bowie until I watched it again. The copper scene haircut really makes Haley Williams look just like David Bowie. It's, it's kind of terrifying. Uh, but Shane Drake directed the music video. It was filmed at Reseda High School near Los Angeles, uh, which that high school has also been used for films like Encino Man, Gross Point Blank, and also in the TV series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Also, if anybody out there who's cool. listening can manage to get an AI cover of Misery Business featuring David Bowie's voice, please submit that to us, because I really want to hear that now. I'm in the business of misery. Let's take it from the top. Misery. I need this now. Well, I never meant to brag. Jay, breathe. All right, I'm officially broken. Okay, so second song we're going to cover, Still Into You, and that is the second single from their self-titled fourth studio album um, out of 2013. The song peaked on Billboard Hot 100 at number 24. Currently, as John said, has 703 million Spotify streams. The lyrical content finds Williams singing about her relationship with Chad Gilbert of Newfound Glory and how her feelings seemingly have stayed the same since their first meeting. Uh, in a 2013 interview with Spin, Williams said, quote, Still Into You is definitely a love song. 
it's definitely happy. But to me anyway, and obviously I wrote it, so maybe I'm biased, but it's not a sappy love song. We've never done that before. And honestly, I don't have a whole lot of experience writing love songs or anyways, lyrics are like this. Honestly, I don't have a whole lot of experience writing love songs or anyways, lyrics that are like this. Wow. Spin really. No, I think that's probably an accurate quote. (laughs) That's the quote. That is literally the straight up quote. I don't understand. Look, you're in your mid twenties and all you do is you play music for a living. (laughs) probably not going to and you're dating a guy named Chad. Yeah, that's the big pump issue pump the brakes pump the brakes Definitely. look first off i love newfound glory okay love newfound glory my friends over you great song but he's pump the brakes come on man no sir no sir <laughs> oh dear lord all right so uh williams also told mtv news in an interview uh that this is the kind of tune she never thought she'd write quote i'm not one to write a lot of love songs so it surprised me and when we get to the chorus i remember asking taylor the uh taylor york is this too poppy can i do this can i sing it like this and i remember taylor saying well do you like it and i was like i love it he said well then who cares do it anyway that's sort of a testament to the entire writing and recording process and how it went if we liked something and we believed in it, we did it. We didn't back down from it just because it was different or something we hadn't tried before. So it's really cool to see Haley basically, you know, be kind of open about, you know what, we're gonna try a whole new different way of making music. You know, like you guys said, it's it's opening the, the genre door, just kicking it open, honestly, because they were all over the place with a lot of their songs, which is really, really nice to see in any band. Uh, so, last thing on Still Into You, the video was directed by Isaac Rents. Features Paramore in a boat within a room filled with balloons. Williams on a bed surrounded by birthday cakes. Uh, the trio riding around on bicycles. Williams dancing with ballerinas. And then all of Paramore outside playing with Roman candles and sparklers with a fireworks show going on in the background. Jesus, I cannot talk today. Jesus doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, uh, filming took place at the Texas Foundation of Women's Club headquarters, and as John said earlier, currently has 242 million views on YouTube. The last song that we're going to cover, I'm going to throw one last song into the mix, and it's not necessarily a Paramore song. Haley Williams in a feature spot on B.O.B.'s Airplanes from the 2010 album B.O.B. presents The Adventures of Bobby Ray. God, that sounds like a cheesy, cheesy 1950s I was thinking of Rocky and Bullwinkle for some reason whenever I heard that. He's we must get the squirrel and moose. Proceed with moose and squirrel. <laughs> so uh, the song has 740 million Spotify streams. It was both Haley Williams and B.O.B.'s most streamed song to date. Uh, The single peaked at number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. The song also topped the charts around the flat globe. And this brings us into a wonderful, wonderful impromptu segment of of Rants with Jay. I'm lost. (laughs) You you need to elaborate. So... I just wanted to find a reason to diss B.O.B., which I'm going to, from this moment on, call. All right, Bob. So he's not really important enough for us to cover in an entire episode. 
but for those of you that do not know, Bob is a flat earther and a very outspoken flat earther at that. He also believes in the Illuminati and a bunch of other crazy that I just can't get down with. Let me put it this way, okay? The dude went and made a diss track about Neil deGrasse Tyson after Tyson tried to explain the curvature of the earth to him on Twitter using science and Tyson dropped a response track. You seriously gotta check yourself as a rapper when an astrophysicist calls you out in a rap. I don't think Bob sees the irony in your biggest claim to fame being a song about airplanes, which when you're on an airplane, you can see the curvature of the damn earth. You dumb We aren't even gonna touch on the anti-Semitism that he has too. Yes, extremely anti-Semitic. But really, Bob, flat earth, anti-Semitism, you believe the world will be taken over by the Illuminati and celebrity cloning is administered by the U.S. government. You are one single shoe line away from being Kanye light. Get a life and get a physics book while you're at it, dumbass. I mean, I do believe the celebrity cloning part, but that's about it. Only if we can get like a dozen clones of Keanu Reeves. Look, I I'm pretty positive that Kanye is actually... Uh, a clone gone wrong of Bill Cosby. So Go on. that's just <laughs> my perspective. <laughs> Cause I mean, he really can't talk all that much anymore. So it's like Bill Cosby reaching senility and then adding a little bit of a rap expertise in there. And there we have Kanye. You know, it's bad enough. We had to bring up Bob and that I had to bring up Kanye, but did you really have to bring yes. up Cosby? Too? I mean, we're starting off strong new season, <laughs> new year, new episodes. Woo! Bring on the hey, lawsuit, you know what? Bitches. 2024 is an election year. So guess what we're going to be talking about all year? Pizza party 2024. Oh. That's right. That is the political party. Everybody needs to be a part of. Is that the one where everybody gets yeah, a, trust, a free pony? Trust. I said pizza party. John. What party? What, I want to be part of the party where I get a pony. That's the little princess party. You gotta throw yeah. that one yourself. Hold on, I was gonna get the answer. The pizza party. Vermin is a Supreme. Legitimate political party. Vermin Supreme. I I, I endorse Vermin Supreme. Oh, Vermin get, Supreme. Yeah, but he's yeah, not I get pizza a pony. Party. He's not pizza party. Well, it's because he, you know, not everybody can wear a big boot on his head. That's fair. You know, to give him credit, but he also uh, went back to space because he had to go home. So now we get to jump into. Jay. Anywho, I have oh, one last thing. So this is oh, aside from my rant. I just had to get that out there. But Airplanes. The song was originally written by Lupe Fiasco, who recorded his own version of the song featuring vocals from Haley Williams um, before deciding to pass on it and ended up giving it to his record label. Um, I heard this song for the first time today. And I gotta say, it is a billion times better. You know, Haley Williams' part is almost the exact same, but the fact that Lupe Fiasco's raps actually because sound really Lupe good Fiasco. on it, go along with the beat of the song, because it's Lupe Fiasco, dude's amazing. It's a way better version. Uh, but the tune was then sadly given to B.O.B. by his label, and we can thank them for the bullshit that he created afterwards. <sighs> And that's lyrics. I don't ever want to cover Lupe Fiasco, but I know at some point we're going to have to cover Lupe Fiasco. There is yeah, some stuff there. There is, but you know what? I'll listen to Kick that, Push. That's still. a great I mean, album, that's honestly. Awesome. 
that entire album is amazing. Mm-hmm. But let's go into the part that John dreaded whenever we brought this band up. Controversies. There are none. Oh, there's controversies, sir. Fine. I concede. I will say it's limited. I will give credit. They're limited. Some of them are, well, you'll have to judge. Let's start with the departure of Jeremy Davis from the band, the band's former bassist. He left and came back three times. And upon the last departure, he actually started a lawsuit against the band for royalties, although there was nothing supporting him claiming that he had writing credits on songs. Uh, Fans defined him as a, quote, hired to play bass. And that's it. Court battle was actually settled out of court in May of 2017. So he did get something out of that. That already tells me one thing. Let's talk about the Farrell Brothers' departure. So they left the band in 2010, citing the band being a, quote, manufactured product of a major label, along with accusations of Williams being manipulated by her management to treat the rest of the band as her solo project. The band started without her, but when she was brought in, it was treated as her support for shows. Given that, let's talk about Haley Williams for a little bit now, shall we? Because I know that's what you're excited about. So the biggest and primary controversy is really Haley Williams' record deal. Uh, When the band was signed to Fueled by Ramen Records, which is based out of Gainesville, Florida, by the way, shout out, Williams was already under contract with Atlantic Records as she had been signed as a teenager for a solo act. Through the cacophony of it all, they were all under the Warner Music Group label because Atlantic and Fueled by Ramen are both owned by Warner. Hmm. This resulted in Atlantic stating she could remain in the band, but the rest of the band had to sign to Fueled by Ramen. How can you have a singer that is on a separate record label from the rest of your band? Now, a lot of people who are listening might be going, why is this controversial? They're all under the same umbrella, technically, so that doesn't make it bad by any means, so what gives? Well, when something like that happens, you have different payouts. You have different contracts, you have different negotiations. If you make $10 million off of an album and it's to be split five ways, it could be one person gets $5 million, the other four get whatever's left. It is not an even split by any means. Uh, Additionally, writing credits go towards one person as opposed to the entire band, even though primary songwriters were the Farrell Brothers and Taylor York. That is another big thing that can happen. The third thing that occurs (laughs) is the fans are f***ing assholes. (laughs) That is where it kind of really gets bad, and and I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. But going back to the band acting as support, aspect um the band's tour manager was williams's dad various threats were made throughout tours if the band complained uh he would quote pull the plug at any given moment this was alluding to the band being hired guns to support williams's career you can see the reason there's some animosity 
God, it sounds like some Taylor Swift vibes yeah, well, going on. It's actually more like a Gwen Stefani situation. And that is probably the best comparison because Gwen Stefani signed a separate record deal from the rest of No Doubt upon their last two albums. That is why we don't have No Doubt. That is why they will never be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because Gwen Stefani likes money. And the rest of the band just wanted to make music. Oh, yeah. They made good music so, for two albums. Essentially, though, as far as like the major controversies, that's most of it. So realistically... Not the worst in the world. I will cover a couple other things, including some positives. So the band at one point stopped playing the song Misery Business, which was kind of mentioned by Jay earlier, for a long time due to a line in the second verse referencing a woman as a whore. Citing sexist reasons, they stopped playing it. They did overturn the decision in 2022, though, so they have remained playing it during live shows. Um... This is not controversial. I just thought it was really interesting. So Williams, at one point on her own, was a partner with MAC Cosmetics for a release of a new makeup line in April 2013. Pretty cool. Well, <laughs> afterwards, sometime later, just looking into MAC themselves, they put out a line of cosmetics that were Mexican-inspired, accompanied by an ad campaign that appeared to cruelly exploit the region and people of Cuidad Juarez, Mexico. What? Uh, it was pulled down. <laughs> So, yeah, there was some racist stuff that was going on by Matt Cosmetics. Um, here's some positives, though, that we'll go ahead and end on. During the George Floyd protests in 2020, Williams handed control of her Instagram account to Teens for Equality, a Nashville-based activist group, to highlight their work in relation to the Black Lives Matter movement. Really cool. Williams also helped boost the popularity of the band Pool Kids. Amazing band fest band great band uh by posting about their album music to practice safe sex to citing it sounded like paramore in the beginning days it really doesn't but it's still nice and then lastly uh march of 2021 williams announced her collaboration with tea huntress a tea manufacturer in nashville to release two blends called bloom and alibi uh unknown if they're still available a portion of each sale is donated to Thistle Farms, which is an organization that helps women survivors of trafficking, abuse, and addiction. So I thought that was really nice and really cool. Now, let me bitch about the fans for a minute. Here's the thing, and this is what pisses me off. And the, John, you had a mild reaction to this, but it's nowhere near the level I've seen before. Because I've seen Paramore in concert a total of three times. And I have enjoyed their show every single time. However... The fans do not understand the aspect of supporting the opening acts. I got to see The Swellers, Newfound Glory, and Paramore in St. Augustine. And guess what? Nobody f***ing moved or cheered for the first two acts. Nobody. Then, of course, Paramore gets on stage and they're all pushing to get to the front. I also went to a Taylor Swift Name That, tr name that Tune trivia a few weeks ago before oh, the new year. Now, I knew we weren't going to win. I wasn't trying to. My entire thing was just to make the DJ laugh throughout the entire evening. Shout out DJ7. I'm glad I was able to accomplish that. There was a table of, I'd say probably 19, 18-year-old girls that were participating in. Were they all in Kansas City jerseys? One of them. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Noble, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. But uh, here's the thing. Um, 
every time they got something wrong, it was like a blood curdling scream from the table. And then they would come up and start arguing with the DJ of like, no, that's not what it is. That is also Paramore fans. All of them. All of them. If you like Paramore, that's great. They're a great band. If you're going to act like that in public, I will punch you in your motherfucking face. Back the fuck up. <laughs> Knock it off. Haley does not know who you are. Okay? <laughs> Chill out. But that's all I got. That is all I have for controversies. Not actually all that much. Yeah, her dad is kind of... But, uh, for the most part, it's really Haley having a record deal outside of the band, which, at this point, they all seem to be cognizant of, or at least don't give a crap, because the rest of them are still getting paid via the tours and any royalties they get off of it. I will mention very briefly the recent social media wipe that the band had where they deleted everything off of Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. Um, they've ended their record contract with Atlantic. That's that's all that is. That is them saying, cool, we get to take a break for a little bit because we don't have any obligations right now while we shop around for a new record label. So anybody who's like, oh, the band's broken up, blah, 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 no, that, that's literally what any band would do. I completely understand that. And uh, there's already articles floating around about where they're going to sign next. So everybody who's panicking about that, chill the f*** out. Take a breath. They're fine. No, I think, you know, it sounds like they really, they're not a, a bad band musically. They're not a bad band numbers-wise, and they're not a bad band when it comes to controversy. Morally, I, they're fine. Really. I, yeah. You know, and, and, and it sounds more like with the whole record label deal or with the record contract previously, you know, with Haley having her own separate one, she had it before joining the band. So that's just her own, I'm not going to say stupidity for joining another band while being in a record label, but I mean, that's just, that's how the, the record in the music industry is you know they're going to trap you as soon as they can i mean hell look at any um american idol contestant every single one of them is tied to simon cow's record label for god knows how exception and it's because you yeah and i'm sure he probably fought like hell to get out of that contract because as soon as you try out for american idol you literally sign a contract before you do anything that says hey if you make any music for the next five to seven years this is going to be the record label that you will have to release it through and it's the thing is though when you're young and looking for fame and looking to make music and everything you're gonna sign whatever the hell's in front of you it's valid Credit, credit to Daughtry for signing the rights of his music over to his mother before he signed anything with American Idol. I, no, honestly, it's a brilliant move because it means he gets to keep the rights for everything yeah. that he has and he can use it with any label he wants. So, credit where it's due. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, the, the biggest thing, obviously, being Haley's signing with Atlantic, she signed as a teenager. She was 16, 17 years old. She's a year younger than me, so I think she was like 16 when it happened, because I want to say it was 2003. And they were trying to put her forward as a pop singer, and she actually wanted to sing rock. She already was friends with the the guys in Paramore and decided to join, and Atlantic said, oh yeah, that's fine, but they have to sign to our sub-label. When you're underage, you can't really sign a contract legally without an adult or a guardian or a parent, so that's uh, Papa Williams there who made that decision for her, essentially. 
Um, so really, if you want to kind of point the finger, point it at Papa. The father. The father. Pointing fingers. Don't point a finger at me. I'm a cat dad. I was pointing it at John. Look, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do anything. If you're not looking... You are the father. Definitely not. So, I wanted to have a little fun, since we're just now coming back, uh, for our closing segment of today. Wait, we haven't been having fun for the last hour? No, John's here. Why have we? <laughs> you, dude. I had fun. I had fun in I am fight. glad that you oh, have John. been having fun. I haven't been paying attention. I am so <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, don't, don't drink too much Coca-Cola, kids. Uh, um, that's what the kids call yeah, it nowadays, Coca-Cola. Sure. I call it why its real name, <laughs> Pepsi. Mountain Dew. Um, so, we all grew up in the era of radio DJs, right? Used to hopping on a, any sort of radio station well before streaming, before we were driving around throwing CDs in our CD changer with the stupid little booklet that was actually really distracting for us to drive with, anything like that, but radio DJs getting hyped up and announcing the next song. So I thought, what are the worst songs that a radio DJ could hype and base it on their own personal experiences? What are the most depressing songs <laughs> that a radio DJ could hype up? I know, I know. <laughs> that was one of the ones I thought of, but I wanted to give examples of things and I didn't want to hype that one because <laughs> of obvious reasons. So I just thought of, you know, like any radio DJ driving around being like, yeah, one time I was out with this girl. We stuck together for a very long time. We were seeing each other. It was very tight. It was very serious. And then we were on a boat that capsized in the Arctic and she froze to death in the water. Here is my heart will go on. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines or better yet, yeah, I actually lost my wife and my kids in a major car accident some years ago. Everybody perished. I have no related family and I can't go on. Here's Losing My Religion by R.E.M. <laughs> John, what are some depressing songs that you would think of that a radio DJ would hype up too much? Dude, uh, <laughs> gonna say... You gotta, you gotta announce it. Uh, you gotta announce it like a radio. Announce it. Announce it like a radio DJ, like a hyped-up radio DJ. Jesus! All right, I wouldn't know this. we're gonna do it like this. You got All right. This. Uh, you know, I know my cat just died, but uh, here's "In the Arms of the Angel" by Sarah McLaughlin. Here we go. <laughs> You know those PETA commercials that they have on the air advertising all these animals that need to be adopted because they are going to be euthanized. Here's in the arms of an angel. <laughs> uh, I, it's just like, I, I, I don't know how we got through this era without hearing that at least once. How about uh, Hank Williams? How about Hank Williams and uh, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry? How would you do that? Uh, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry? You know, I haven't had a date in the past 10 years. I've actually sunk into alcoholism and several years of drug abuse. My wife left me. I haven't been able to date. And the one girl that I did love got married to somebody else. Here's Hank Williams. 
I mean, that sounds like any and every country song ever made before 1980. That's why it's it's Hank Williams. (laughs) I got inspired by this because there used to be a DJ that would play at the surf restaurant in Fernandina about every Friday because they had like a little area on the deck outside where you could dance. And he was Uh way too hyped for the songs. Way too hyped. So, like, you would walk in and be like, yeah, I let my dog out of the kennel this morning. I couldn't find him this afternoon, so I need to ask the question, who let the dogs out? And it's just like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> we don't need to know. <laughs> We're not asking ourselves this question. I, I think I remember that DJ, too. He was I'm not going to say who, but a person that you and I know very, very well that I may or may not have had as the best man at my first wedding um, <laughs> may have led, put a, a dollar attached with a note into his tip jar that says i will pay you a dollar to shut up (laughs) (laughs) just play the songs there's this um how about uh how how do you do it all right so i know there's a lot of uh, homeless children and homeless people out there right now you know just struggling to get by you know getting evicted and everything during this hose and eviction but so uh with the boxer by simon and garfunkel let's go He's got it. I've got the one. 93.7 WKPR down here in wonderful Tampa, Florida. I want to tell you, I'm deathly afraid of clowns. So here's Kanye with Jesus Walks. You had me until the end. You really had me on the ropes until that last part. I got a really good one. I got a really good one. So my neighbor across the street never closes her curtains, and every time I walk by, I happen to see her changing in her bedroom. Here's every breath you take by the police. <laughs> Little John did get low. Well, I wandered into the desert with a shaman, and I got myself off on peyote and marijuana. Here's gin and juice by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Welcome back, gentlemen. <laughs> I got it. This is ridiculous. This is going to be a long It's going to be so year. much fun. Well, on that <laughs> note, on behalf of Jay and John, my name is Devin. I've already said great day. I will say good night and welcome back to Parlay Radio. Parlay Radio, the only place where you can hear three talk for an hour long about nothing. nothing. You can get that anywhere. It's called the news. Parlay Radio is a journalistic educational commentary podcast hosted by Jay Bain, John Coleman, and Devin Hughes. On the mention of bands and materials used, we are protected by fair use and copyright as we provide criticism and commentary through satirical means. We don't own the rights to any bands or stories mentioned, but we do have the right to offer criticism and commentary. Incidental music is provided by Cloudkicker and Creative Commons tracks in the public domain. If you have a band or suggestion for the show, you can find us on Facebook at Parlay Radio, on Instagram at Parlay Radio Podcast, or on TikTok at Parlay Radio. You may also email us at parlayradio at gmail.com. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our show if you enjoy what you hear. Thank you for listening.